Hello and welcome to another episode of the Startup Operator Roundup. I'm Roshan Karyapa and I'm Gunjan Saha and together we'll be bringing you the biggest headlines from India's startup ecosystem. Now the first week of May has been really positive for the community as we had a lot of unicorn companies that entered profitability. Then we also have Zoho that has entered the race for an AI powered web browser which will be keeping the privacy needs for the user uh, as a priority. On the other hand Visa has also launched a CVV free payment feature for tokenized transactions that has gained a lot of popularity since 2021 and then Swiggy has started charging customers a platform fee and we also have VC firm Chirate Ventures raising a new fund of rupees 1000 crore along with that we'll also discuss some of the biggest fundraisers of the week so stay tuned and we hope you enjoy this show During this weekend we also had the Prime Minister Narendra Modi visit Bangalore for for a rally as we are approaching the state elections and uh, Roshan I think you have got a chance to see him so what was that experience like There was it was amazing you know some 8 lakh people showed up apparently on the streets uh, to welcome the man and uh, you know I say this to everyone right so irrespective of whether you like him or don't like him uh and people feel stronger feelings than that <laughs> but uh you know it, it's important to understand the phenomenon that is uh, narendra modi right and uh, you know old young family bachelors i mean you name it you name any demographic profile they were there on the streets right and for us as startup folks it's very important to see things as they are and not as you know what we wanted to be right i don't know what it is about uh, the man that uh, causes such emotion it's something that you know uh, one has to like very closely study and you know perhaps adopt these things in messaging communication building virality and so on and so forth i mean it could be tremendously useful right so yeah i mean it uh, all of the boring stuff aside i mean it was it was awesome i raced against uh, time to kind of make it to jayanagar south end and got a good glimpse of the the man as he waved through the crowds and everything and yeah i mean kudos to the security man i mean you know the prime minister was just about 30 40 feet away from me and uh, yeah uh, must have been uh, such a crazy security nightmare you know i mean so kudos to um, the folks who are keeping him safe and uh, it, it was interesting it was very interesting to see the motorcade and the city all alive and a buzz with the activity also i think this is a good time to remind everyone that the polling is happening yeah. on may 10th so please do uh, please go out and vote yeah. please go out and vote last time uh, you know the voter turnout was so abysmal in bangalore uh, with 48 49% uh, we definitely deserve more let's uh, get it closer to 60% at least if possible right and this time it's not on a you know weekend so please don't make excuses <laughs> it's on a wednesday so go out and vote Yep. Hey, I'll need a leave because I want to go vote. Show me your uh, voting uh, ink, and then perhaps <laughs> I mean we'll figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, last week, a lot of companies released their fiscal year uh, financial statements, and among that was Paytm, that reported an EBITDA before ESOP cost of two hundred and thirty-four crores, and revenue from operations increasing sixty-one percent year-on-year to seven thousand nine hundred and ninety crores in FY twenty-three. Apart from that they've also seen steady growth among all their business verticals from lending to financing to merchants. Apart from Paytm, Mobiquick and Freshworks has also turned profitable. Uh, Mobiquick has doubled its revenue to over 1000 CR in the current fiscal along with full year profitability and the company closed the 2022-2023 financial year with 39% net revenue growth at 560 crore rupees. Freshworks which is listed in the Nasdaq in US reported its first adjusted operating profit of 3.9 million dollars 
and the company raised its full year 2023 financial forecast midpoint for an adjusted operating profit of 5 million dollars now these are healthy numbers and it's good to see that yeah. you know after all the discussions we have had how startups should focus on you know profitability growth. sustainability and stuff yeah. we are finally seeing news that hey unicorns are you know crossing that line see this is what public markets do to you right they impute a certain sense of discipline that otherwise you know you are uh, somehow insulated from right in the private markets it can all be about the next fundraise and the fundraise after that right so you know 22 has been such a sobering year for uh, startups uh, and, and this is really amazing to see man this is really heartening i'm actually rooting for all of these companies you know whether it is uh, uh freshworks whether it is mobiquick whether it is paytm really rooting for them you know they're really getting their house in order take paytm for example right i mean they've streamlined their business tremendously right earlier before the ipo uh, you know maybe perhaps for uh, selling that uh, 20 billion dollar story they had to show that they were in you know 50 different verticals but today they're acting like a proper fintech right which is what they were uh, born to be you know and uh, they're streaming streamlining the business uh, properly you know we we discussed the whole paytm sound machines that have worked really well now again you know that might be a you know a minor thing it's not like a you know earth shattering innovation but hey that is generating some 100 plus crores uh, or more every month for them right which is uh, so successful that even companies like phonepay yeah everyone's doing it phonepay bharatpay etc are copying it and you know that market may very well get commoditized but the thinking matters right i mean the fact that they put their customer needs at the center and innovated around that not simply try to like you know become another e-commerce store or mall whatever else right so uh, that is that is very very heartening to see and similar with freshworks right see look freshworks again you know is such a, a beacon of light for saas companies uh, fast growing saas companies especially right and it's it's really good to see that you know their the focus on profitability is like on 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 at least i mean on good grounds for now right you know saas companies should i don't know make anywhere between 60 to 80% gross margins but i don't know how you end up in a situation where you know you're actually operating at a loss right i mean you can account for market expansion you can account for all of this you know other expenses and everything but at the end of the day i mean if you look at some of the leading saas companies out there i mean you you can turn profitable right i mean you can turn on that switch it's good that uh, people are thinking in that sustainable fashion and they're not just thinking about who the next buyer going to be or who is going to be the next person funding the round so i'm very very happy to see this and i hope you know mobiquick at some point of time decides to go through the ipo and uh, comes into the market yeah so fantastic news okay but these three companies you spoke right mobiquick um freshworks and ptm two fintechs and one b2b saas right these two categories have been the drivers of the india startup story so do you think we'll see more fintechs and b2b saas Uh, emerging to be profitable or will this or we'll see a more variety of companies saas definitely right i mean saas you know if you ask me again you can call me old fashioned but there's no reason to make a loss right you can turn on a profit if you really intend to you know uh, on the fintech side of things i think it'll all depend on innovation you know because payments is a business that uh, you know it's a it's a dog fight business right basically your transaction fees everything is going to go down to zero 
uh, especially with the amount of public infrastructure that we have in India. I mean, of course, it's going to go down to zero. So it's what services you layer on top of that. So which means that, you know, you have to figure out, you know, what your customer needs are, wants are, etc. And, you know, if you are going to go and become a lender, well, I mean, you have to, again, be very prudent on that front, uh, right? And, uh, uh, and then people are going to judge you like uh, any other, uh, you know, lender, basically, right? I mean, why should uh, they not judge you as, a, you know, how they would judge an ICICI or HDFC or some, maybe some NBFC, right? They will judge you that way and you have to be prepared to match up to that barometer. Moving on, there's going to be a brand new browser available for users to download and this is launched by Zoho. Uh, this is going to be the first indigenous browser being launched out of India. The way this is being positioned is it's saying that we are going to put the privacy of the users first. Right? If you look at browser systems today like Chrome or Opera and, and the likes, these browsers operate on collecting data or cookies. Yeah. Right? And uh, Zoho is launching this browser which says there's no tracking and you're going to put the uh, privacy of users first. Now, Google Chrome currently leads the whole web browser market with a 63.45% market share This is as of April 2023. This is followed by Safari and then Microsoft Edge, which is now almost at 5%, and then uh, Mozilla Firefox, which is at 2.76%. Zoho has also announced 13 generative AI Zoho application extensions and integrations that will be powered by ChatGPT. They're also developing its own proprietary learning language model for AI-driven communication and knowledge discovery. We all know the uh, advancements Zoho has made with their own chatbot called Zia, right? That has been integrated with its product suite and now getting edge-like capabilities, right? Like how Bing's powering edge. Mm -hmm. Now we'll have Zia powering Ula, the, which is the new browser's name. So what do you think this experience is going to be like? See, Zoho is such a phenomenal company, right? I mean, we've spoken about it many, many times on the podcast. Uh, and this just is a testament to their engineering and R&D. They've launched, I don't know, 50 plus products. I mean, Ambi said it's it's more than that, right? Way more than that. Uh, in the last 25 years of their existence, right? That's roughly two or three world leading products every year that they average. You know, what is to say, man? I mean, they, they're just amazing, amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they somehow bring it all together, right? I mean, all of these operate together in tandem, uh, right? We discussed some of this uh, when we had Praval of uh, Zoho on the podcast earlier, right? In terms of how it all comes together, how their upsell, cross-sell works, uh, how does the community and so on work, right? And, uh, and that's a great podcast to listen to in case you guys want to know how to grow your SaaS business. Uh, fantastic uh, marketing fundamentals on that. But yeah, this browser thing is uh, super useful, you know? I mean, I think maybe it was a year back or so, I saw this tweet from uh, Sridhar Vembu that said, uh, you know, we're not going to collect any cookies on our website. They don't use any of these intent uh, technologies, etc., for their marketing. And, uh, you know, that was a very bold move, right? Because obviously, you know, I mean, you know how SaaS marketing or digital marketing works, right? I mean, you Especially tell your... The enterprise, enterprise. Exactly. You tell your users and customers uh, until they, you know, they finally they're fed up, right? They're seeing you, they're seeing your ads in their dreams and... Uh, Zoho has uh, bucked the trend, uh, right? Very boldly so. And and this, I suppose, is in continuation of that philosophy. And it's coming at a time when data and privacy is becoming increasingly important, right? I mean, we have, uh, you know, other browsers, DuckDuckGo, for example, and so on. Uh, but I think there is a scope for specialized browsers, right? So, for instance, if I'm, 
you know going to be using zoho applications or whatever else right and if i am using maybe four or five of these zoho applications whether it is the mail whether it is a crm uh, or something else then maybe a particular browser works well right um so i i yeah i mean it's it's an effort to bring it all together i suppose so yeah specialized applications uh, specialized browsers uh, could be interesting very very interesting you know and look you know nobody thought that um, you know the internet explorer will take over from netscape right because netscape was the first one that introduced this whole mosaic based uh, browsing experience right but it did right and then nobody thought that google chrome will take over from in- internet explorer but it did right so who knows you know who knows maybe now's the time to hit at uh, google's chrome you know when they're perhaps at their weakest so yeah it's not looking good for google i mean they're having to uh, defend pretty much everything else at this point of time i'm not, i'm not saying that tomorrow eula will become the default but uh, people are thinking of these things right i mean at one point of time you know some of these uh, things whether it was search or browser was it was a done deal nobody thought of like replacing any of these things but today i mean it's up for debate uh, and people are innovating on that so yeah if i was google then i would be terribly shaken Okay, but let's talk about this whole privacy-first browsing, right? This privacy-first was a, again became a buster when we were talking about you know crypto or blockchain and like decentralized web, right? It it was trending. We did like speak a lot about it, but then ki, no one talks about it today. So do you think this whole privacy-first aspect, right? While it might have been championed by the likes of Apple, is that a trade-off that people would? make you trade uh, you trade convenience for privacy right we trade convenience for privacy all the time i mean i was just saying this to a friend of mine you know even in the offline world right whether it is uh, you know ordering a bunch of i don't know what have you right at any of these uh, stores or uh, you know your food ordering etc you can't do it without giving a number you know uh, sometimes i give my friends number right but uh, yeah i mean you just can't you you have to trade something for it right and uh, uh i think a lot of people do wish to have that option of uh, not not having to do that and maybe go through a, a you know a regular sort of a browsing experience so i think it's perhaps targeted uh, towards those folks i will definitely check it out i think their you know android and ios browsers are still under beta testing right now but uh, but yeah whenever possible maybe i should visa has also uh, launched a new cvv free payment feature uh, which allows users to make online payments without entering their cvv number This feature is only applicable for domestic transactions and CVV will be asked only while tokenizing the card. Now tokenizing started happening in 2021 if I'm not wrong now what this essentially meant is the 16 digit card number of yours is not stored rather through some algorithms an, a unique code is generated and that is shared with the merchant. And the way this prevents cyber crimes and frauds is that this token is, will only be valid for one particular platform. So a token of one platform cannot be used in another then uh, visa's other services like visa safe click which aim to eliminate the need for cvv and otp authentication for transactions has been paused but if it is approved by the regulator this would be another step change in terms of convenience that is offered to users for payments what do you make of, make of this well it's interesting see again you know uh, the incumbents visa and mastercard and so on have to innovate right why because of our again public uh, digital infrastructure and so on right i mean upi payments are super super convenient and uh, yeah these folks have uh, had to catch up at this point of time i use the tap feature right where you can tap to pay or uh, uh, using cards and so on it'll be good to have this optionality as well i suppose yeah 
All right, so moving on, I don't know folks who use Swiggy and Zomato regularly if they notice, but Swiggy has started levying a 2 rupees platform fee for customers for every food delivery orders in cities like Bangalore and Hyderabad. This fee is added in addition to the delivery charge and the handling charges and this amount also needs to be paid by the Swiggy One members. Now Swiggy One members do enjoy the discount of delivery charges and handling fees but this platform fee will be levied to them as well. Now we know that Swiggy also has been focusing a lot on profitability, right? And I think in the last round of only we were discussing the massive logistics that goes on behind the scenes, right? For quick commerce and food delivery services. But do you think charging an additional 2 rupee fee per order per user, what sort of impact will that have? Well, see, from a Swiggy perspective, they'll have to find an additional rupee, a couple of rupees, wherever possible, right? I mean, really, they have to increase that order value somehow, some way, so that there are some margins to make money out of. Because otherwise, you know, as I mentioned, you know, logistics is a very tough business, razor thin margins, and uh, now it's going to get increasingly uh, competitive with ONDC, you know, reaching a certain scale, right? Uh, it's still early days, but, uh, you know, from what I've heard and what I've seen as well, ONDC, uh, you know, ordering through that is 30 or 40% cheaper than Swiggy or Zomato, right? Now, if that scales, then, well, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be tough times for Swiggy, right? And uh, the problem also with these b businesses is the kind of valuations that they are at, right? I mean, see, we spoke about Paytm earlier. Now, whoever thought Paytm was a $20 billion business? I don't know, I mean, you know, right now, I mean, uh, after all of this correction, uh, you know, they're probably trending at around five or six billion dollars, which seems, I mean, still seems on the higher side, but at least it's fathomable, right? Now, Swiggy is at a four or five billion dollar valuation, I think. Again, you know, to be able to make the sort of money to justify those valuations, you need to have a tremendous amount of money, right? I mean, revenue, even if not profits, right? How are they going to get that revenue unless they, you know, offer something that is so competitive out there that you know that more and more people order more frequently and then you know they get that kind of revenue so you see what i mean right i mean it gets very difficult if you have to also grow at an astronomical rate and also you know need to generate a profit right or make your margins so it's a very difficult problem ahead for swiggy and zomato you know zomato is at least public at this point of time right but uh, yeah swiggy I don't know. I don't know what the way out is uh, for them, you know, because if ONDC scales, I, and interestingly, ONDC is being adopted by all of these payment apps, right? I mean, your phone pays and your Paytms and so on. Now, these folks, uh, you know, tried to be an e-commerce player earlier, but uh, terribly failed, right? I mean, at least the whole Paytm mall experiment was uh, a dud. Now, they get to be that through ONDC, basically, and offer more options uh, for their customers. So I'm not sure, you know, how the road ahead for, uh, you know, the likes of Swiggy and Zomato is really, it's it's going to be tough times for sure. Right. So yesterday only I was, I was ordering a shawarma, mm. right? And the, and it costed one, 165 bucks on Zomato. After all the taxes and all the additional charges, the cost came down 220 bucks. That's, I think, or close to one it's third. It's insane, man. One I mean, third it's like, additional I have to pay. See, the thing is that, you know, like most Indians, obviously, I hate to pay for delivery, right? The, and India, especially when I'm a Swiggy One member or yeah. whatever, right? I mean, when I'm paying you that, you know, whatever it is, 250 bucks a month or something for that Swiggy One membership, I don't want to have to pay a 40 or 50 bucks on top of that, right? I mean, for every order, uh, um, you know, I make. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes I see that, you know, the whole order will be some, you know, 100 bucks or something. And then by the time I end up paying, it's around 220 or something like that. Crazy. Yeah. 
Okay, after talking a lot about, you know, funding slowdown and, you know, the Indian startup ecosystem crashing, we finally have a VC fund that has raised ad- additional dollars to invest back into the ecosystem. Uh, Chirate Ventures has launched its maiden growth fund called Chirate Growth Fund CGF1 and it has raised over 1,001 crore rupees. It has been oversubscribed 34% from its initial target of 750 crores. Now, this growth fund, of course, will aim to create a portfolio of 10 to 15 companies with ticket sizes ranging from 5 to 15 million dollars. And about 75% of the growth fund will be deployed in its portfolio companies. Chirate Ventures believes that the present market conditions are favorable for growth investments as companies are prioritizing profitability and are open to rational valuations in growth rounds. Now, of course, we started off this podcast by talking about how companies are achieving profitability. So... Is this signal that, okay, funds are going to come back really soon? Yeah, see, funds have been raising, right? I mean, we've spoken about some 20 funds uh, raising, uh, you know, new funds and whatnot. Uh, And the fact that, you know, the money has to flow into India because China is not an option at this point of time. And look, I mean, if you're bullish about India, you know, in 2021, then uh, you should be really, really bullish about India right now, you know, at 2023, because you know, the valuations are so much more tempered, right? I mean, SaaS companies are no longer doing 25, 30, 40, you know, 50x, right? I mean, they're all down to public market valuations of like, you know, 7x, 8x, 10x, right? So, yeah, I mean, the story still stands, except that you're getting it at a much, more, much, much more lucrative price. So, it is, it, it is just a matter of time. And, you know, I mean, the funds that uh, sort of mindlessly participated in every other fundraise in 21, are uh, going to be the sore losers, right? Because that was a race to the bottom, really, um, you know. And the people who somehow kept their heads above water and, uh, you know, had a even keel about uh, the kind of optimism we saw then uh, are, are going to be ones uh, who are going to come in right now at rational valuations and still have a sort of a fundamental uh, business to show for, you know. Um, so it's it's interesting for sure. And there are plenty of companies right now that are, uh, you know, tending towards profitability or, you know, with a with a profitability focus, at least, right? You look at any of the fundraisers and whatnot, right? I mean, we'll, we'll talk about a few of these. Uh, there is a line, couple of lines, maybe a paragraph of that uh, devoted to, you know, how they'll turn profitable, right? Which was not the case earlier. It was all about, hey, we grew, you know, 4x or 5x or 10x or whatever it is, uh, right? So, so yeah. the whole conversation has shifted from, which know, is a great thing. Valuations it's, to a, it's a great thing. It's absolutely great thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, talking about the fundraisers of the week, uh, mobility startup Blue Smart Mobility has raised $42 million in equity and debt funding from BP Ventures and the founding team. Then we have supply chain software platform Pando that raised $30 million from Iron Pillar, Uncorrelated Ventures, Nexus Venture Partners, Chirata Ventures and Next47. Along with that, there's also audio OTT startup Pocket SF that raised $16 million in debt funding from Silicon Valley Bank. Now... Good to see that large size checks are back. 42 mm. million, 30 million, 16 million. Yeah. But along with that, a funding from Silicon Valley Bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That really stood out for me. They still, uh, you know, they're, they're still a, a good bank fundamentally, right? I mean, they got stuff wrong. I mean, the, the risk and compliance was uh, out of out of whack, I suppose, right? But uh, now with all of this uh, Fed surety and everything, I mean, they are safe to operate, um, you know. And with the extra focus, I mean, they're perhaps safer than some of the other regional banks. Like, you know, I mean, if you've been following what's happening on the regional banks in uh, the US, right? I mean, First Republic folded and a bunch of them are in uh, a bit of a crisis. 
De- and they've raised debt, right? I mean, this is not equity. So, yeah, I mean, it's still a safer asset from a bank perspective, you know. Uh, but good to see Pando raise some money. I mean, they're doing some interesting work. Uh, you know, they're a SaaS company. They're about 5 mil, I think, in revenue. A uh, shout out to Prakash and uh, the rest of the marketing team. They've done a good job with the fundraise uh, announcement and so on. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, very interesting to see these uh, fundraisers. So for today's talk of town section, we have Brian Chesky who uh, tweeted that you told us what you don't like about Airbnb. Here are 50 things we are doing about it, right? And then he goes on to list all the various feedback has gathered from the users and the changes they're making uh, based on that. Uh, I think it's really, really great that founders themselves are like taking the initiative of talking to like actually hearing out customers and implementing the changes they're suggesting, right? So yeah, what do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, see... For anyone who kind of gives this excuse of scale for not being able to ship fast enough, soon enough, I think, you know, you only have to look at Airbnb, man. I mean, think about it, right? 50 something upgrades and these are not all trivial as well. Uh, These are some of these are like, uh, you know, very fundamental Uh, and, and so much of user experience focus, right? I mean, again, Airbnb is a pioneer in this whole user experience uh, design uh, domain, right? In that sense. Uh, Yeah, I was just thrilled to see the updates and everything. And, And look, at the end of the day, I mean, you still have a founder who's so focused on the customer, right? Still asking for feedback, still trying to understand how they can do better. Um, so yeah, Airbnb is is one of my favorite businesses. I think it's a, it's a it's an amazing lesson for everyone to kind of take note of, right? That you still have to ship, 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 irrespective of what scale you are. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think uh, that almost gets us to the end of the podcast. But before signing off, Roshan, can you tell us about the conversations you have lined up? Uh, sorry, we couldn't put out uh, the Ambi Murthy uh, episode last week again. But uh, we will put out the Ambi Murthy episode. But I did have a couple of other conversations as well with Ankit and Siddhant of Step Change. Uh, Step Change is a sustainability company and they're trying to productize this whole, you know, um, getting companies to carbon neutral uh, and helping them decide the, um, the the cost of the additions from a sustainability perspective, right? They're, they're productizing this entire framework. Uh, very smart folks. Uh, Ankit, of course, headed uh, mobility Ola Ola Mobility earlier, and uh, Siddhant uh, is a PhD in uh, you know data sciences, uh, climate, environmental uh, stuff, right from MIT. Uh, we had a fantastic conversation um, in person, right, which always works better. Uh, we're going to be publish. We're going to be publishing that as well uh, soon enough. But yeah, uh, stay tuned for uh, some reels as well. We're trying to shoot as many reels as possible. So you might see, you know, one or more on your YouTube feeds uh, or on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We'll put out some cool stuff uh, as well. We're recording some behind the scenes uh, as we speak. So more content freshly delivered to you on all our social platforms. That's right. And folks, thank you so much for sticking with us right till this end. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I have to check how many ratings we have on Spotify, right? And uh, we have 131. Yay! Not bad. Not so bad, last time, bad. I mean, we were closer to 100. 100. Yeah, we got 131. I think we can take it over 200. 200 by you the know? end of this month. So with a little bit of help, folks, I mean, if you love our content, don't forget to rate us on Spotify. It will help more people discover us. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's about I guess it. That's <laughs> it. We'll be back with more exciting news next week. All take right. care. Cheers.